This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of From a Woman's Perspective with Marilyn Weston. Heard every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, along with Charlie, of course, yours truly, Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. And you'll want to take a a pick outside if you want to start digging in the dirt this morning. Man, it is so cold out there that lawyers have their hands in their own pockets. (laughs) (laughs) With apologies to Lior Sanfiru, who has a great show tomorrow morning here on Zoomer Radio, uh, the Employment Hour. Anyway, uh, Charlie, uh, thank you for coming by to pick me up. I went downstairs to get my car going, and uh, of course, it's about now five after eight, and uh, put the key in and tick, 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 tick. Oh, God. Oh, I know. Battery dead, dead as a doornail. So, Charlie, very kindly. Uh, I got in touch with her as she was uh, making her way down into town from Richmond Hill on the mm-hmm. DVP, I think you were. Yes, not? I was. Just turned on the DVP. And uh, I said, Charlie, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's okay, Frankie, I'll be by to pick you up. So anyway, we're, we're here in the studio and we're having lots of fun already. And, and as I told you, yeah. so cold this morning when I went downstairs to let my little homeless kitty cat in for his warm up, his Plugged-in electric water bowl was frozen. Oh, jeez. So you know it's cold when plugged-in electric water bowls freeze. Mind you, he does have a plugged-in electric house, and so he wasn't frozen solid or anything, but he was very happy to come in and loll around on the heated rug in our home. And, uh, yeah, I left him lolling when I, when I headed out the door. So, upcoming announcements. All right. Well, number one, tomorrow's oh. Valentine's Day. Oh, and I There's an you. announcement. I love you. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Be my Valentine. I, I was looking at Sebastian when I said that. That was for Charlie, Sebastian. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah, come on. <laughs> Share the love. Share the love, yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> lots going on this weekend. Okay. As oh, we've can said. I give my phone oh. numbers? I'm sorry. Good point. Just... just you know, to get on the straight and narrow here. Yes, yes. In Toronto, if you want to reach Charlie here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, very simply done, give a call to 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Call early, call often, one question per call. We kind of hold to that pretty firmly. And, um, oh yeah, if you're a first-time caller, let Sebastian know. And when you're on the air, or get on the air, <laughs> that's what you'll hear, just for you. The welcoming the bell. The welcoming bell, yes. Yeah. So, because we do look forward to hearing from everybody. You betcha. Questions are good, comments are good, mm-hmm. stories are fine. We're, we're all over anything to do with gardening. And sure, it's a bit chilly today to be outside, yep. but I know... Many of you, like me, have things going on indoors as well as planning and dreaming for the outdoors when the time comes. 
Now, remember, the backyard, the great backyard bird count is on this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yes. So you don't even need to go outside. Just sit at the window for 15 minutes and track birds and enter your bird count at www.birdcount.org. Uh-huh. You have to register, uh, you know, your name and you make up a, uh, a password and uh, and participate in that. It's a wonderful opportunity to participate as a citizen scientist in helping track bird populations and species and uh, numbers and migratory patterns. It's all being monitored mm. as part of the Great Backyard Bird Count. This weekend as well, remember, the Southern Ontario Orchid Society has the 36th annual orchid show on as we speak. So if you're cold and you're looking at these frigid temperatures and you want to go into the tropics without spending thousands of dollars to get there, just make your way to the Toronto Botanical Gardens. That is at 777, sorry, what is the address of the... Don Mills? It's Leslie and York, uh, Leslie and York Mills, uh, the corner, uh, southwest corner of Leslie and York Mills. Leslie and Lawrence, <laughs> Toronto Botanical Gardens, duh. It opens at 11 o'clock today, runs till 5 o'clock. Over 30 exhibitors showcasing beautiful orchids and lots of smart people to answer lots of questions and great stuff for sale. Uh, what's going on as well? Sunday, February 28th, so two weeks from tomorrow, the Greater Toronto Water Garden Society. Talk about, you know, kind of dreaming about the future. The Water Garden Society is meeting at the Banbury Community Centre at 120 Banbury Road in uh-huh. Toronto. As I mentioned, Sunday, February 28th, they meet at 1230, right through till 4 o'clock. This time they're going to have Paul Laporte speak. Uh, He speaks at 1 o'clock on building biodiversity with native plants. So spends an enjoyable afternoon in the company of water gardeners. All water garden enthusiasts are welcome to join for a potluck meeting. Visit the website for more information on watergarden.com. All right, that's probably, if we have time, I always have more announcements, but that's my, my most upcoming ones. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Charlie, what are tweedums? <laughs> You're my Sweetums. How's that? Oh, Sweetums. Sweetums, Tweetums. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, birds call each other Tweetums, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. That's very good. Made that up. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to take a little ride right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's go west just a tad. Mm -hmm. Over to Kitchener. Marie is on the line, and orchids the subject to be plumbed here. Hey, good morning, Marie. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Nice to hear your voices. Yeah, thanks Uh, for calling. Okay. Uh, I was very lucky for the first time ever a few months ago to have my orchids come for the second time. Mm, nice. Ooh. Two new um, shoots and Great. flowers. And, um, but now I don't know if it'll come. The, the stalks eventually died off. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, um, I think it's still alive because the last leaf that I got keeps moving, keeps turning to the light, depending on where I put it. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's... Yeah, oh, no. exactly. But will it 
come again or should I just give up? Oh, no, 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 no. Remember, just because a plant isn't flowering doesn't mean it's dead. Right, but so, there's no stock on it either. Well, that's fine. Okay. You know what? It, this, this is the process, right? So it has leaves, as you point out. Yeah. Um, the most leaves, uh, a phalaenopsis, which is likely what you have, the most leaves they ever have is about five leaves. So as mm-hmm. soon as a new leaf comes in the top center, then traditionally a lower leaf starts to turn yellow and drops. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That goes in the compost. But that new leaf that comes at the top is great. And yes, that it will, <laughs> the, the plant, the whole plant will, you know, always kind of turn towards the light. Right, right. I like to keep mine, I have mine actually in a northern window. So it doesn't get bright, bright, hot sun, but at the same time, it gets lots of bright, indirect light in a northern window or an eastern window is nice as well. Uh, If you're dealing with a south or western window, then, yeah, you want to be five, six feet away from the window because it's just a little too hot, too intense to be right, you know, on the ledge there. Uh, but do turn the plants. You know, every I, I try and do it about every four or five days. I just turn the plants 180 degrees, mm-hmm. keep them as balanced, growing as balanced as I can, uh, and water as necessary. And a new shoot will come. You, okay. it, it will happen. Didn't know if it would or not. Yeah, well, and of course, the days are getting longer, so yeah. plants are starting to wake up and get a little more active. Mm-hmm. So let's remember that... Yeah, anytime now or definitely within the next two weeks, we should be mixing up some fertilizer for all of our houseplants. Yeah. And and when it's time to water, let's water with some fertilizer in the water. And again, that's going to encourage and support some new growth on all of them. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Thanks for your call. First happy customer taken <laughs> care of. My gosh. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, no problem. Oh, oh hey. you didn't say I was amazing. Good. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. You are it, amazing. It. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, I've, I've reached for my little bell. That's for Nina in Toronto, who is a first-time caller. Good morning, Nina. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Lovely to hear your voice, Frank. Good morning to you, too, Charlie. Good morning, Nina. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I have uh, uh, two terracotta potted plants that I brought in from my herb garden, which is all potted, mm-hmm. uh, late in the autumn. And this year, unlike last year, I was successful keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, now they're awfully spindly, and mm. I even wonder if they're starting to die. I've got some wooden parts that will snap right off, and I'm getting some tiny tender shoots coming, but the leaves on both, the sage, did I say sage mm-hmm. and no. rosemary? Okay. Um, they're both um, really quite pathetic. <laughs> the, the leaves aren't very abundant. They're not mm. very grand anymore. And I'm wondering, what have I done wrong? Because I think it's me. <laughs> well, actually, actually, no, I don't think it's really you per se. It's the lack of light. Because the light levels are dramatic between the outdoors and the indoors. And that the fact that you said spindly growth, that's always the giveaway that the plants are, in, are not getting enough light. It's, they're right, and they can't be any closer to the eastern window, so they're getting indirect bright sunlight now because the sun is, is moving already a bit to the front of the house. But mm. uh, they are very close, as best as I can get to the sunlight, so still that's the case. I just have to deal with it. Can I take them back outside in the spring? They're still alive. Yeah. Do you have a brighter window in the meantime or no? No, I okay. don't. I, this is it. I'm in a semi-detached house, and right. you know that that means that you're only really getting windows mm-hmm. on, two on two ends, yeah. essentially. Okay. So do what you're doing. Keep it as bright as possible. 
do not overwater. Water thoroughly when you do water. Mm-hmm. And as a and I, at this point, I would trim them. Get out your little trimmers. Okay. Um, not a massive pruning, but even just a 10, 20% off of the tips. What about these lovely shoots that are coming out of the old growth? Do yep. I pull those back? No, 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 because that's going to help make it a more dense, compact plant. Okay. So it's just that the outer tips. You want to kind of give the whole, both plants a bit of a haircut. Okay. That's going to encourage some new growth. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to use some fertilizer. If you, ha- Hopefully you haven't been fertilizing this winter. I have not. Okay, good. So you're at it time now where you could mix up just an all-purpose, you know, 20-20-20 type fertilizer Mm -hmm. with some water. Mm -hmm. When it's time to water, give them, you know, a good thorough drink with the fertilized water. Then don't do that again for at least a month. You know, don't be fertilizing every watering. Um, And then, um, yeah, just turn them every, you know, couple days in in the window. And as soon as we're frost-free or as soon as we start getting some nice above-zero weather, you can start introducing these plants to the big outdoors again. So one hour a day in the shade, out of the wind, very slowly. So don't shock them. them. That's right. We call that, we harden them off, that's called, when we first take them out. So it's a very gentle process, little bits at a time, very protected, slowly but surely. Eventually they're out there all day, and eventually they're in full sun and full wind, and it's all fine. But you got to, that takes a good 10 days to two weeks to get to that point. Fabulous, fabulous advice. I I would have never done that. I would have just done the the cold turkey, thrown them out and said, you know, good luck. (laughs) You wouldn't be the first. That's my approach. (laughs) Good luck. See you later. Hey, thank you very much, Nina. Thank you for joining the show here. And it is the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Uh, Frank Proctor here along with Charlie Dobbin, of course. And we shall return to our callers and the questions and, of course, from Charlie, the answers. Yeah, uh, needless to say, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh, Right after these words. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. On a bitterly cold Saturday morning, welcome to the warm studios of Zoomer Radio and uh, the advice of Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener. Now, uh, i got to get a clarification here of where Carol is calling from. Is it uh, Acton, uh, Carol? No, it's Aiton. Aiton. Well, it, you know, my apologies yeah. to <laughs> Sebastian. Sometimes he says, I write down what I hear, and I thought he misheard. But no, you got it right. Aiton. Where's Aiton, Carol? Uh, halfway between, or little to the west, but halfway between Guelph and Own Sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Nice. Yeah, up in the land of snow. I bet. <laughs> I'm going to listen <laughs> and, very carefully. In the land of big wind uh, <laughs> turbines. This question has to do with horseradish, which I love horseradish. So I'm going to be listening very closely to the advice offered up here by Charlie. Go ahead, Carol. Thanks, and happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You too. I would, we, we've received a horseradish root years and years and years ago, mm. and we put it in the garden. Of course, it did its bad thing. It spread around, mm. and now we're trying to root it out. But what we've never been able to do is been able to harvest it and get a good, hot, horseradish uh, hmm. prepared <laughs> to eat. Hmm. It, we've done, like, we've done everything, but, I mean, it's it's not hot. Mm. Like, no might... heat to it whatsoever. Okay, but that might just be this, the specimen that you've got, then. 
You know, somebody obviously gave you a root, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's horseradishes and there's horseradishes. It's it's all in the genetics. Like different okay. plants have different, you know, are better than others when it comes to flavor or or any of the the way they grow, etc. You're right; they can be a bit on the evasive. Any of the horseradishes. Oh yeah. I'm just wondering if maybe it'd be worth your while to actually purchase, you know, a, a named variety of horseradish through, you know, even one of the mail order, the, you know, um, uh, catalogs out there. Okay. Uh, if you really, really want to grow a good it horseradish. doesn't have anything to do with the amount of time. See, so I wondered if it had to be the same root had to be like five years old before mm. it had any heat. No, no, it no? should, it should, the flavor okay. should be the same. What happens five years later, of course, is that you have more root, right. <laughs> uh, which allows you more root to harvest. Right. Um, and harvesting, when have you been digging typically? Has it been sort of August, September? Or? Yeah, fall sometime. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I remember the very first year I did it, um, the woman that gave it to me said, do not grind this in the house. Oh. And I said, okay, that's fine. So I, I took the, the grinder outside, did it all outside, said, that's fine. Came in the house, brought the bowl of the ground yeah. uh, uh, horseradish in the house, set it on the table, ran to the basement to get the jars, came back up. <laughs> and as, I, as my foot hit the top step, my eyes started to water. Like it oh, just filled wow. the house with that that Acre. quick. Wow. But, but since then, it's never been hot. So that first time, was it hot that first time? It seemed to be, if my memories are, I mean, it's like 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, really? But I, I, hmm. I think it was hotter that year, but I can't remember, I can't remember after that. It never was hot after that. Okay, so you know what? Leave this with me. I'll do, I'm going to do a little more uh, research for you. Perfect. And uh, listen in next week, and okay. I will be able to fill in for everybody the scoop on horseradish and how to grow it most effectively for the, for the Thank hottest. You, Charlie. You're very welcome. All right, more research coming up uh, here on Zoomer Radio. Charlie Dobbin, The Garden Show, on the air. I'm Frank Proctor. Nice to have you with us, keeping everybody warm here. You Let's all are. With that Let's all have a little group hug your here. Your huh? warm voice. Yeah, well, there yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. And a happy Valentine to one and all. Uh, oh, can I do a quick shout-out? But of course. Of course. Who is it this well, time? Well, this is time it's... your neighbor, or two, is it well, your... Two buddies. The guy um, at Becker's? My or? girl, Cheryl, uh. Uh, on, on uh, Friday morning. My girl, yes. Yeah. They you know a song uh, like that. We we went and did some exercising. Exercising. exercising yeah. I think that's too much information for us. Now, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're approaching Valentine's yes. Day, it does not give you license to peek in the bedroom. Anyway, <laughs> you she brought it up. Me. Yeah, I know. My girl Cheryl and <laughs> uh, exercise. Well, she introduced me to two of her exercise buds, Joan and Jane. Really nice folks. And Joan, in particular, is a real gardener. Mm-hmm. Lives up in Aurora. Mm-hmm. And uh, she listens to the show, and she apparently has just a gorgeous backyard. So, well, going to be checking that out. Next time we're in Aurora, I think we're going to ask for a tour. But, yeah, uh, welcome uh, as a listener, of course. Of course. And I don't think first time at all, Joan, in Aurora. Yeah. Okay, that's done. Welcome. All right. And now we're off to Whitby. We're off to Whitby. Uh, Okay, let's whip to Whitby and uh, say hi to Ruth. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day to both. Thank you. you, too. And the person to whom I gave this call. That's Sebastian. Okay. Now, shall I tell you my situation? For sure. Okay. I received a gift plant, a beautiful plant, and I'm not sure, but I think I'm saying it correctly. I think it's an anthurium. Oh, anthurium. 
A N T H U. And then I don't know. A N T H U R I U M. Correct. Anthurium. And I don't know. The only instructions we received with the plant were to simply water with a half a cup once a week. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you know. Well, where? Okay, so f- what's it looking like now, and where have you got it located? Well, we've got it facing um, on a on the table in the kitchen, mm-hmm. facing uh, west. Okay, good. So it's a fairly bright spot. There's no cover on the window. Uh, there are, but there are blinds, but I adjust them so the light comes in. Okay. And how long have you had the plant? I just got it. Uh, Fourth of February. All right, it's so like a week ago. So so far, it's nice. The leaves are shiny and green, and there's red flowers on it. Beautiful. And it's a perfect Valentine's plant, actually. Those flowers are heart shaped. Uh, okay, so where you've got it on that wet in the kitchen facing west, where it's bright, yeah. is good. Leave it there. It likes that. It probably wouldn't want to be right on a window ledge because it wouldn't like the cold being right up close to the glass. No, it's it, on the table, so yeah. it's a few, you know, yeah. it's a bit away from the Which is a window. good idea because it is a super tropical plant that does not like cold windows and cold uh, uh-huh. window ledges. So where you've got it is perfect. Half a cup of water weekly, and that's going to depend on the temperature of your room. So what you want to do is you want to feel the surface of the soil. Right. If it feels very uh, quite dry or even, you know, hard dry, then you want to water and you want to water thoroughly so that water goes through the pot, out the drainage holes in the bottom, into your saucer below. Okay. Is it in a little, like a sleeve, a plastic, decorative plastic um, sleeve? It's in, a, it's in a beautiful vase okay. uh, with a little ornament, an angel in the middle of it. Oh, sweet. So, yeah. so, so the, the vase you're referring to, oh, so is it really in a vase or is it in soil? Just a minute. I'm putting my finger in. I didn't do that before. Oh, there's a there's a pot inside the vase. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in soil. Okay. And when you feel the soil, what does it feel like right now? Um, it feels moist, okay. but not overly okay. damp. It's moist. So do not water it until you get past that point. You want it to feel dry on the surface, but still have a little bit of sponginess to it. So there'll be some moisture below, but the surface will be quite dry, and that'll be your time to water. Okay. And is it half a cup? Perhaps. Depends on the size of the pot. And make sure it's room temperature water that you're watering with. Right. Okay. And that's all you need to do. It is a very simple plant, and it's, as you recognize, a very beautiful plant as well. Well, that's what I need because I can kill any plant, but I don't want to kill this. <laughs> no, this one's pretty hard to kill. Though, don't overwater. Never have it sit in water. Right. But but do check it daily and do water. You know, as as required. Okay. Lovely. That's great. Thank you ever so much. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your call. Well, thank you for joining the show here, the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, and we're all set and running. Uh, with uh, another call on the line, this time from uh, Niagara Falls, I do believe. Yes, yes. it is. It's Irene. Irene. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Irene. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am calling about the Anthurium, and I've just been listening to all the instructions. Mm-hmm. The thing is that um, I got this last Easter, mm-hmm. and I it's been planted in my garden all summer and oh. growing beautifully. I brought it inside, and it has been growing beautifully, but lately... The blooms have all gone brown, and I've cut them off, Mm -hmm. and the leaves are all going brown on the tips. So now I have no flowers, 
Mm. And I have these green leaves that are going brown on the tips. Mm. When you water, are you watering with uh, tap water straight out of the tap? No, no. I ha- I put my water in a, in a, a watering can, mm-hmm. and I have it sitting for a while before I water. Hmm. Okay. Because often when we get those little brown tips on the leaves, it's because of salts in the water. You know, it's oh. from um, fluoride and, uh, and various things that are added, chlorine, etc., to our tap water. So oh. some plants do not like those uh, chemicals, and they get, end up with brown tips as a result. Oh. Um, now I have oh, no yeah. flowers on it, but I just have the green leaves. But the green leaves are going, like I say, are mm-hmm. the tips of them are all going brown. And I've been cutting them off mm-hmm. as, as they've been dying. But uh, will I get more flowers? Um, okay, so yes. Remember, most plants don't flower all the time. They have oh. a downtime, like they have a growing, like crazy time, and then they have a downtime. Uh-huh. So it is quite likely that, uh, that that's exactly what's happened. It probably can't, it was growing like crazy in the summer, you brought it in, it looked really good. Now with the shorter days in the fall and early winter, it was hunkering down and slowing down. Typically, we have to be very careful to not overwater during that process because when a plant is slowing down, it's not going to use as much water, particularly between the outside and the inside. Uh So how often are you watering this plant and how much sun is it in right now? Um, It's in an east window Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I water it when I I feel feel the top of it, but Mm -hmm. I was going to get one of those gauges that you put down so that I can tell how moist the soil is down below but on the top when it's dry yep, you it water. seems to be coming away from the end of the pot mm-hmm. and so when so when you water you water because th- you're right the soil will shrink as it as it starts to um dry out yeah and it shrinks away from the sides of the pot so that's why when we water of course we have our pot with the drainage holes in a saucer or somewhere where when we water the water goes right through that dry soil but we leave it for 10 or 15 minutes and then the water will soak back up into the soil through the drainage holes and expand that soil back out again oh okay so just ensure that you're doing that so that when you are watering you're watering thoroughly so the plant has been is nice and you know, thoroughly saturated, then you dump out anything that's in that lower saucer after 10 or 15 minutes, let it, put it back in its regular spot. And as you said, just keep checking it and water when it starts to feel a bit dry. I would at this point uh, consider some fertilizer for that plant. Yes. (coughs) And again, it could be an all-purpose, like a 20-20-20, or it could be more of a flowering plant fertilizer, like a 15-30-15, just to encourage some, some blooms. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks, Irene. Take care of Niagara. Oh, boy, the ice bridge in Niagara Falls must be something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of weather. Oh, unbelievable. It'd be, it's be probably quite to, uh, beautiful, actually. Oh, absolutely. And then they put lights on it at night, which mm-hmm. is always really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phone numbers, that's what I'm, I'm oh, okay. thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, what are I, we doing here? Oh, yeah, we're doing the garden show. Exactly. That's it. That's the garden show. Yes, we both work here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Phone numbers and the line, uh, a couple of lines open, actually, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 
The dangerous duo, Frank and Charlie, uh, huh. keep speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I just want to send I, out a big shout out to Damien and Sebastian. They're just like running around like crazy people helping us, and we had we a, really a appreciate technical it. issue going on here, and they have dealt with it just so magnificently. Really, really, very professional. Absolutely, uh, and Damien, you can stop crying now. Okay, <laughs> no, he's Mar- not crying. <laughs> Margaret in Scarborough, welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Oh, good morning, everybody. Um, In December, I was given an amaryllis Mm -hmm. as a gift, and it has bloomed absolutely beautifully, five gorgeous blooms. Mm. The blooms are finished now. Now, what do I do with the leaves? What do I do with it now? Okay, so if you want to keep that plant with the wish that it will bloom for you again next Christmas, you must let it grow with those green leaves right from today right through until the end of August. Oh. Okay. So uh, you treat it as a house plant. You water as necessary. You keep it in the sunshine. It's going to get big. It's going to have grow lots of leaves. But those leaves are going to fatten up the bulb so that you will have flowers next Christmas. I just leave it in the same pot? Yep, same pot. And just water it the way I have been doing. That's right. And, just and uh, keep it um, in the proper light. But yeah, that's right. And if you wish to put it outside once we're frost-free, many people will put in their amaryllis out for the summer. So you could certainly do that if you wish to. All right. Then at the end of August, early September, give me a call and we'll talk about what you do next. Oh, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks for calling for the call. show, Margaret. Yeah, all the best to all our listeners in Scarborough and everywhere else, like Burlington. There's Joan on the line. Good morning, Joan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Charlie? Excellent. How are you? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, my daughter has lavender in her garden. Mm-hmm. Now, she's not too sure about um, how to trim it, mm-hmm. when she should trim it, or how to harvest it, or when she should harvest it. Mm-hmm. Well, usually we grow lavender for its flowers. Yeah. And so, and the blooming typically takes place in, you know, sort of mid, late July. Mm-hmm. So that's when we, if we're going to do some harvesting of the, of the lavender for the purpose of drying it to make little sachets or to incorporate it into uh, flower arrangements or anything like that, um, that's when we would do our, our trimming for that purpose. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done a lot of trimming on your lavender and you're just enjoying it in the garden, then Everybody should give a, a rem- what you do in, in sort of early September, mid-September. You look at the lavender plant, you look at the new growth that grew this year, mm-hmm. this growing year, and you shear the lavender back by about a third of the new growth. Okay. So not, not a third of the plant, but a third of the new growth. The new growth, yeah. yeah. so if it's grown, say, an inch or thereabouts in this growing season, you're going to cut back a third of an inch on the entire plant. Mm-hmm. And we do that at the end of the summer or early fall, uh, and that just helps the plant prepare for winter, and it helps it be a better formed and better looking plant the following spring. Now, what about if she wants? To, she does want to harvest it for for sachets and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, does she harvest it when the flowers are in bloom, or wait till they're gone? No, I would. I would definitely uh, harvest it when the flowers are in bloom. In bloom. Yeah. 
Or she'd be so pleased about that. Yeah, and then she wouldn't have to do a lot more trimming after that. That would be her trim. Okay, thank okay. you so much. You're very welcome. The Garden Show at uh, 9.47 on a cold Saturday morning. Boy, we are... We call this frigid. Fr- yes. That's what it says on my phone anyway, frigid. Frigid. I feel so sorry for all the NBA people who are here and there. This silly weather, you know? We've had the most amazing winter. And and then all these people come from the states and all over the world. But and you know something. Sure enough, it's frigid. In New York City, they've had to cancel the ice sculpture. It's too cold. What? Yeah. What? Too There's cold an ice, for ice? ice festival? Yeah. Oh, too it's cold for people cold. to carve the, the ice. Festival. Yeah, ice, ice festival. I think it's oh, there. Well, well, there so you go. I feel just, better. Not just. I us. feel better. Uh, we're, we have a, a <laughs> surfeit of, of Jones this morning. Joan in Tobacco. The Hello. day of the Jones. The day of the Jones. Good morning. <laughs> morning, Good Joan. Good morning, Charlie. Um, this is Joan. I um, I have an amaryllis mm-hmm. that is finished blooming now. Mm-hmm. And what I wondered is uh, what I do with this plant, with this plant because the uh, leaves are still green, some of them. I had two batches, four and then four again. Mm, I can't nice. believe it. Gorgeous. I, <laughs> I got it in December early, mm-hmm. and uh, it bloomed all the time. But now I don't know what to do with the uh, the bulb. All righty. Well, were you listening, Joan, two callers ago? Margaret called in from Scarborough. And, oh, yes, yes. And, so, and her question was exactly the same as yours. Is oh. My beautiful amaryllis was gorgeous, and now what do I do? It's just white, all beautiful um, white. Well, once the flowers are done, uh-huh. we, we remove the flower petals once they all dry up. But we usually leave the flower stem because it's nice and green. And yeah. we allow that plant to be a green plant. And it's going to grow leaves and you're going to water it. and You're going to keep it in the sun and it's going to become a big, green, bushy plant. And you're just going to keep doing, keep maintaining it from now right through until the end of the summer. And that's what's going to make it possible for this plant to flower again next Christmas. Now, I don't cut off these um, these stems then. The flower stems or the leaves? Pardon? When you say stems, which stems? Flower stems or leaves? Oh, these are, these are the leaves. Oh, do not cut those off. Not if you want to keep that uh, amaryllis for next year. Oh, right? good. Because those and green... what about the pot underneath it? Well, it's the the bulb is in a pot, yeah, and that pot probably has drainage holes, and it's sitting in another pot or a saucer of some yes. kind. And I would just leave it the way it is. Do not take it out of the pot. Do not transplant it. Oh. Just water every whatever week or so, whatever you have to feel yeah. the soil, and turn the plant every week, 180 degrees, and enjoy it as a green plant uh, right through till the end of the summer. Oh. And then either give me a call or keep listening in because I know we'll be talking about amaryllis in uh, (laughs) September again. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for calling, Joan. Thanks. Bye. Okay, the Jays are taking it. We'll be along to talk to Jane in Alora. Maybe, uh, well, we maybe we'll take... call her Joan just on principle. Do you <laughs> yeah. think she'll mind? <laughs> well, heck no. Why, why not? Uh, maybe though she can take a peek out the window if she's got a thermometer outside the window, just to tell us how cold it is in Alora this morning. Meantime, we have to take a little bit of a break here on the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Back in a few moments. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. 
This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. I'm sorry, I stepped right in John Van Drill's throat. Oh, Oh, dear. No, that wasn't. uh, Yeah, I don't know whose voice that is. Paul Stringer, that's who that was. Mm. Jane in Alora, get me out of trouble and you get on the air here with us. Okay, (laughs) welcome to the show, Jane. Oh, good morning. How are you both this morning? Great. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And the same to you as well. And how chilly is it in Alora today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, when I got up this morning, it was minus 30 on my thermometer. Ooh. Yeah. And then throw <laughs> in that wind. You don't see outside very long. Ooh, <laughs> no, no not, not for long at all. No. Anyway, my question mm-hmm. was, I only have a few houseplants, and I was hearing about your mm-hmm. starting to fertilize and things. Mm-hmm. So I wondered if there's a shelf life on fertilizer like miracle Grow. Nope. Um, if it's good for years and years, it's or good for should ev- I replace it? No, it's good for ever and ever, as long as you have been able to keep it in a fairly dry, well, a dry location, because most of our fertilizers are water-soluble, so they're powder that we mix with water. Yeah. And if that powder has been exposed to humidity or water in advance, it does tend to turn into a brick, and then it's very hard to scoop, you know, one teaspoon out of the out of the container. So as long as you, it's, it's still flexible, and you can get a teaspoon or whatever it is you're looking for, you're good to go. Uh, fertilizer has does not go bad. Oh, that's excellent. That's okay. great to know. All right, good. Thanks for your advice. And thanks for your call. Okay. Laura in Eris, Ontario. Remind me again, Laura, where the heck Eris is. I, I should know. We're uh, about six miles northwest of Guelph. There you oh, go. Right. Eris itself is on Highway uh, County Road 86. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, about five miles from Guelph. Pretty. Right. Woodlawn Road. Nice country. Seven. Yep. And it's 22 degrees, minus 22 <sighs> at Fahrenheit, oh, Celsius. Wow. Yeah. That's on the northwest side of the house. Ooh, baby. Uh, Don't go outside. No, no. Seven, <laughs> six below. Yeah. Well, too chilly for my Speedo. <laughs> Yeah. Save that for Florida, <laughs> yes, Frank. I would think. Okay, so Laura, what's going on at your place? Oh, well, I have an amaryllis here. It's uh, not blooming yet, but it's got oh. two buds on it. Okay. But I'm wondering about the fertilizing. I've forgotten mm. when to fertilize it. After it blooms. After it blooms. Yep. You don't do it before. Nope, you shouldn't have to. It should be all ready to go. That bulb is full of energy and potential to turn that bulb into a beautiful, you know, a thing of beauty. But post-flowering, it is a good idea while we're growing on the green leaves. Certainly you can feed the plant then. Okay, and how often should I fertilize it? At the most, once a month. Once a month? Yeah, at the most. Okay. All right. Thanks very much, Charlie. And thank you. (laughs) All righty. Efficient. We're being efficient here. I know, I know. And you know something? No. I don't think we've ever had a show where one name has been so prominent. Here is another Joan Uh, from Brampton this time. Good morning, Joan. Welcome to the show. Good morning, both of you. Good morning, Joan. (laughs) Popular name. Exactly. It's Joan Day. (laughs) I have an oleander that I put out in the summer, and it got quite large. Mm -hmm. And when I bring it back in, it's a little large for its space. Mm -hmm. Uh, When can I prune it back? Your timing is perfect because I thought it would you're be, just no. coming to the time. So you could get out your hedge trimmers and give that plant a massive haircut now, anytime now, or in the next two to three weeks. The thing is, it's got a lot of flower buds on Aww. it, which probably won't open. They never do. Oh, really? So will it still bring flower buds for this season? 
It should. When you say they never do, why, it, they don't open in the house or they don't open at all? When I bring it in in the winter, they, they get some flower buds and usually they dry and drop off. This year they're still quite green, hmm. but they just don't open into a blossom. And have you got, have you got a sunny patio window or anything like that? I've or? got it in the sunroom, but I've got it in the back wall furthest away from the glass. So you know what? Mm. If I were you, I'd move that plant right uh, into the hottest, sunniest spot you've got. And that way you might actually get the flowers. Like, try that for the next couple of weeks. See if you can kind of pull it out from that back corner, get it into the... Because oleander are a plant that are very tolerant of extreme heat and extreme sun. I mean, the only one addendum about oleander is that every part of the plant is poisonous. Okay. So, yeah, we, want to, we never want to have it around when grandchildren might be chewing on our plants no, or minor cats or dogs or whatever. <laughs> so that's the only thing about oleander that we, you know, we kind of always want to keep in mind. But, but it if is I a, prune it back now, I'll, I'll well, lose the blossoms. See, always. that's why I, I wouldn't prune it today. I'd get it into more sun. Give it another couple of weeks. See if you do get the joy of the blossoms. Uh-huh. And if you do, then, then hold off your pruning as soon as the blossoming is done give it a hard i mean you can wait right up until april if you want to oh, okay. but at some mm-hmm. point in the next six weeks it you, you should be retru- removing about a third of the plant all right but i would uh, if i were you i would try and get the enjoy the blossoms before you do the pruning all right okay thank you. thanks well, so much for your call have a nice day thank you, you so much all the very best in the in advance uh, happy uh, Valentine's Day to one and all. And what are you going to do with your Valentine's Day and your honey? Well, um, I'm off to... Uh... Good life. We're going to do some exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should never have mentioned that, should I? Because you're gonna, you're gonna have just hold that. No, actually, what I'm looking forward to this coming week. Two of my grandchildren celebrate birthdays. Oh wow! Sammy mm-hmm. uh, is going to be three on Tuesday. He's and the youngest, right? He's the, yep, yep. The young, he's the the only grand. Son. Oh, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Boys well, don't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Sydney. Um, one of my five granddaughters is going to be seven on Wednesday. Oh wow! So there you go, and they live one floor above me, so it's going to be very easy babies. to uh, yeah to go up and say mm, hi nice. and happy birthday to the kids. Nice. Well, Looking that's something to, that. to look forward to. And of course, you're back in an hour or two with what's on in the city. Uh, that's right. And of At course, two o'clock. It's probably nonstop. Well, there's so much NBA on. NBA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I care about that. You told me already. You don't care about well, basketball. Well, it's five foot four. What do I know about basketball? Well, that's you okay. Know, they used me as the basketball. <laughs> Challenged. <laughs> Just a little bit on the short side, but that's yeah. okay. Uh, okay. Well, Frank, again, you're the best sous chef. You know, couldn't do any of this without you. So well, bless your little thank heart. Thank you very much for being here and helping. Big happy Valentine's Day to you. And of course, Sebastian couldn't have done any of today ever without you. So thank you again, and, uh, Damien. And off to Damien. That's well. right. And I just want to say hi to my mom. I know um, I, we had planned to go, my son and my brother and I, we're supposed to go to Georgian Peaks and go skiing yesterday. Ooh, yeah. But at the last minute, we decided not to go. And I'm kind of glad we didn't go because it was so cold and it was snowing like crazy yeah, yeah. and it would have been a horrible drive. And, and I don't know if you remember, but three years ago we did that and I hobbled into the studio because right. I hurt myself when I was skiing. So we were all kind of on edge about going anyway. So we decided to not go. So that's why I'm here and I'm healthy and she probably worried about us and didn't need to. Thanks, there you go. everybody. Oh, look, Mr. Gelman's hey, back. Hey, Ellen. Missed he you saw suntan. <laughs> I hate oh, you. look at that. He, he bared his tummy. <laughs> I'm he covering got. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oh, Keith Center is what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> the Sony <And>, Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Enjoy the NBA stuff, and we'll see you all again next week.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.